0: On April 26, 1986, Reactor Number 4, the Chernobyl Nuclear Facility, had a chain reaction that led to a meltdown. 48 hours later, all citizens within a 30-kilometer radius were evacuated as radiation levels were measured at 400 times more powerful than an atomic bomb. 26 years later, this exclusion zone still exists. Its radiation levels make it unsuitable for inhabitants. But despite the radioactive dangers, some elderly people have decided to return to Chernobyl and live out their final days in their homeland. These people are isolated and live on their own inside the zone. Our mission would be to gain access into this restricted area and minister the gospel.
1: Chances are of, of getting into Chernobyl. It's been a little bit difficult so far. It has it been a challenge? We've
0: um, I don't know what do you think. I mean, it's it's like uh, it's, it's every, tough because it's not like a... every phone call we've made so far is like people are saying there's there's no way it's been shut down for six months. Who's this now? It's like our fifth contact that we've gone through.
1: No, I don't quite get it. It's weird because it's like get right to the gates basically but beyond that it's like you gotta have people that take you in but we can't even get that right now it's all like shut down access denied and the important thing of getting in there is you get know to the villages. get to where the villages are and basically there's lots of villages in this like 30 kilometer exclusion zone where people are still living old people that are resettling I mean, it's pretty heartbreaking, because you hear it's like, old people have just kind of gone back there. You know, they don't see the radiation, they don't see things like that. So now, you know, they're living there, but you can't get into this zone. I mean, it's literally a zone. I mean, it's like a a silent killer
0: there, so. You know, when you go into a place like that, you're just basically like, Lord, shield us, protect us, clothe us with the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us safe, you know, from any dustings of radiation. Feel good about it? Feel good about it. I, we've always felt good about this mission. My concern, my concern, isn't the radiation, a uh, little bit of the radiation, but it's the it's it's getting getting actually the permissions to get in there now. See you in the morning, 8:45. Okay, bye. What is up? All right, all right. So we just got a uh, we just got a call uh, from our guy Nikolai, and it looks like he's going to be able to take us in to uh, to Chernobyl. What does that
1: bought us? Five thousand criminals, which is about five hundred dollars. It's bought us a trip into the exclusion zone. You think it's all right? I think it's
0: booked. I think it's. I think we're we're going in for it tomorrow.
1: Now the reality sets in of actually going into the zone. and We're going up there tomorrow. We're going up there first thing.
0: After days of working every contact and source we had in Kiev, we were finally able to secure permissions into the zone. Now joined by our guide Nikolai, this would be our first look inside the thirty-kilometer exclusion area. In sight. The 1986
1: disaster. Alright,
0: here we go. Right now we're about to go to the first checkpoint here. We'll We'll, uh, finally get the permissions to come through and uh, head on into the Chernobyl zone. So we're going to do our uh, paperwork here and then go on through the zone. Passport.
1: We'll put down the camera. So we made it through the checkpoint, and that's been the point where uh, we've been turned back the last couple times. But now we're journeying through into the the exclusion zone here. And this is the 30 kilometer radius around the uh, Chernobyl region.
0: Do you ever feel the effects when you go into uh, Chernobyl? Do you ever feel the effects? It's possible to stay here, but it's uh,
2: still forbidden to live here permanently because if people stay here a long time, all life long, they'll accumulate a lot of radionuclides uh-huh. and it could provoke different diseases. This is the real danger. Mm-hmm. It's like a bomb for the people. Sure, this territory is contaminated. That's why it's the best way to keep everything inside and to prevent migration outside and contamination of the extra territories. Now, to the right side, we can see one of the original buildings of this village, which one was not buried. Okay. In the local kindergarten. Right, it's over there. Now, but uh, why it's interesting for us? So we can check up what are the levels of radiation. So now we're standing on the road. We can see that uh, Point 0.2. Uh, just uh, 20 microremes per hour. Just 20. Yeah. In Now we'll start to move uh, till the kindergarten. Well, why this device is so good? Because uh, the sound of that can uh, g- uh, give us a uh, well, uh, imagination about the increasing of radiation. So, frequency is higher, that means the level of radiation is higher too. Wow, it's changing from 0.2. So now it's a, oh, uh, yeah, you can see three. it's 3. It starts alarm
0: after 30, as you can see. It's like you literally just walk like maybe about 10-15 feet and it's quite a dramatic yeah. change. Now it's just, it's just like rocketing up. How much?
2: Uh, 1.5, 1. 1.4, 1.62, 1.65. We uh, breathe so good, it's a nice air, but does the image show that it's, it's a... It's not good. It's not killing but not healthy. Now we are going inside of this building. And this has all been
0: here since 86. (coughs) that's That's an eerie sight. There's a doll here like laying down that's just rotted away. And these are like the areas that the kids would sleep at in the preschool or the the kindergartens. The windows are all broken out. But it's the, the radiation that's more is outside rather than inside. I didn't know that about radiation, that it penetrates more out in the natural like areas because it's almost like a dust area. It doesn't go through objects as well. So it's less in here.
2: Well, but uh, the most uh, attractive places for radiation, well, there are uh, water regularly dropping uh, from the roof. Yeah. So as you know well if a uh, uh, reductive dust contaminate on roof well it's snow and also rain water can wash out and you can see it uh, Nothing. it's sleeping yeah well now i put it close
0: what is it nine nine wow. yeah what's really fascinating about radiation is that it'll go in patches so it might be very normal radiation and then now you can see it's starting to rise as we're getting into more vegetated areas Have
2: a look what's its exterior over there you can see what are the changes
0: 34
2: yes i think it's a yeah bad place to stay a long time very
0: bad to... Have a look what's its exterior we basically just come from a place where we put the the geiger counter outside the car at 30 it was hitting at like 35 39 all the way up towards there and now we're back down to to two
1: inside the car so
0: it's important to keep the shelter
1: all right now we're getting closer and closer we were at the five kilometer zone where we saw the school and the the nursery now we're getting closer into actual where the reactor number four was this is the reactor number five that they were uh in the process of creating, you can see like all the, the cranes, you can see everything like like it's being worked on right now, but this is, you know, 25 years ago. It's just stuck in time, really. They basically just dropped everything, never went back, didn't work on it again.
0: We're here right at the, the actual reactor number four that had the meltdown. And this is what basically contaminated, the, you know, a greater portion of the north of Ukraine and still giving problems today throughout the region now, throughout a good portion of uh, Europe as well too because the wind would push the radiation in certain directions, so this is it. This is, this is the site of
1: the meltdown of Chernobyl. There's a lot of like old footage where you see the liquidators that were, you know, up on the actual roof and they were clearing the debris off the roof. They all succumbed to radiation sickness. The the levels were just so high at that point. The radiation was 90
0: times stronger than Hiroshima. So imagine that. You're like at Ground Zero right here, where the disaster happened.
1: Now going to where? Pre-pit.
0: Now we're going to Prepit, which is the abandoned city of all the workers who used to work out here at these nuclear facilities, and uh, this abandoned city of 50,000 people.
2: So now we're on the bridge, and we can see. From oh, there. it's closed. Close, just two miles from. Just two miles from From Chernobyl. the Chernobyl nuclear power plant was a Pripyat town. Wow. What does that sign say there? Pripyat. Oh, Pripyat okay. town, 1970, when it was found.
0: Right now we're in the center town of Prepit and this is only about two miles from the reactor that we saw and now you look at it here and everything is completely abandoned in this city and this is a city of over 50,000 people and we're in the main square where it would have been this is like you know the shopping center or a hotel was and these are all the apartment complexes the workers who'd work out here Men, women, children, everybody inhabited this town. And now you see today, it's just totally abandoned. Like, you know, it's frozen in time and now nature has literally just re-grabbed it and taken back over. You see trees overgrown everywhere. This is the main boulevard. And during the time, they're actually preparing for uh, a special May Day celebration because the reactor meltdown was on April 26th and May Day is May 1st. And they were getting prepared for a big
1: celebration. This is the cultural Palace. It's, I mean, just like everything else, there's just nothing left. You know, every once in a while you hear something kind of fall or a little crash of something. That's, you know, it's like this place kind of decaying in front of your eyes. You see all these, these
0: Soviet apartment blocks, and that's how you know a, a lot of the people lived during the communist times because it was all collective. Is everything was owned by the state, so everybody would get an apartment for free or things like that. So. Basically, everybody lives in like, you know, communal living, like in apartment complexes. So that's what you're seeing all along here.
1: You see how it's just, the whole place is just kind of decaying, the paint's peeling up. You know, it just feels like it was left.
0: When that blast occurred, the one good thing was, is the first winds went to the west. And that was in the red forest where we saw those high, high readings of radiation. And then after that, the wind started to shift to come over here people were evacuated the next day buses came in here and shipped all the people out
1: when they evacuated the city they told everybody you know bring everything you can right now and that's kind of why there was so much stuff left behind really by the people's because everybody thought they were returning right away but you know they never did just kind of left it by itself but this is the uh, the, the, the school and. These library just books strewn around, and you know, after people've kind of looked through and taken things, sold them, whatever, but yeah, it's just empty here.
0: Is, is in the Soviet Union, every citizen basically they were required to have one gas mask per person in case of a nuclear uh, war. Just as uh, you know, in America, we were building bomb shelters and you know, preparing for it in the same way citizens of the Soviet Union were preparing for nuclear war. So, this is like a reminder of what life was like uh, in Pripyat during that time. And it's kind of eerie because you're in a place where there was a nuclear meltdown and now they're just like in this empty room here. Basketball court, this is a gymnasium here. And then through here, look at this. Massive swimming pool. Look at this deep end, high dive, full, full swimming pool gymnasium here.
1: It's a radiation inspection. How sketchy it is. They gotta test people coming in and out of these uh, clean zones. Now you go. Is it okay? Yeah, now you go through it. Alright. It makes you feel good. You didn't set off any bells or alarms. But we passed. This whole playground was slated to open, and then the whole Chernobyl disaster happened. And then, you know, never has been touched since. No one's ever ridden it. No one's ever been on the Ferris wheel. Nothing. I mean, wow. You know, when you see this, you automatically think of children, you think of kids playing. And that's what's really so sad is there's been such a tragedy over the years. A lot of the children have got thyroid cancer. There's lots and lots of children that have uh, died over the years children that are actually here in the town of Pripyat that were exposed to those heavy doses of radiation it affected so many people and it continually affects people uh, still to this day in this region and I mean you know still the ground is very very affected I mean our Geiger counter went crazy going through a a forest. all this whole area has got very very strong uh, amounts of radiation look at that really eerie you know just left here no one will ever play you know in 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 these areas nobody no no children will ever live here again I mean no no families nothing so it's just left on its own
0: it is how it was in 1986 and this is pre-pit city this square, uh, Berska Square. Oh, I see. After coming back from the zone, and seeing the historical context and harsh effects of radiation, we then hooked up with a Christian doctor named Maximo. Maximo had been conducting medical missions and preaching the gospel in and around the zone for years. And now, in the days ahead, we'd go back into the zone with him and his team to minister to those who still lived in this region and be a voice unto those who had been forgotten. Crossing through all these uh, oh, yes. these abandoned homes in the area.
2: Village in the left village. village. Oh yeah, you know, many many. Oh wow, yeah. just yeah, nobody's there, all gone. About the six hundred village.
1: Six hundred. Yeah. Gone. No, no, nobody. Nobody. So today we're going out to some of the outlying villages. One area will be a full fledged village like this, people living there, and then you literally go five kilometers and the village is desolate. It's highly radioactive, you know, and people don't live there at all.
0: Nobody really wants to live in these areas, so they just move out and they don't really uh, they don't really come back at all. Nobody comes back. So it's like, you know, you're in a contaminated zone. Once the older people end up, you know, dying, then it's just abandoned village after abandoned village. There might only be like four or five people left in some of these villages that look
1: like they're populated, but they're actually they're not. You can see a village just right here. And then they say this area totally contaminated.
0: Oh, yeah, look, you, you can see someone walking right here. Looks like she's just on her own, too. Hello. We're in a village just close to the Chernobyl region, and we're actually just visiting with an older lady here.
2: Jakou jsem of
0: pochovala? Podívejte, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and what's sad is, uh, is now she's just totally broken and left on her own.
2: didn't <laughs>
0: In these rural areas, we were talking with one of the um, with one of the doctors here, who's actually a member of the church. And they come out and they uh, they check the health of the people, especially the older people in this region. That's usually what most people are; is they're usually older people. So they're um, just checking her over right now, they're taking her blood pressure. And one of the cool things is they're ministering the gospel at the same time. So to be able to see that and see like, you know, this house-to-house ministry going on here in a really, you know, like, cold day, when people don't get a lot of visitors, you know, she lives on her own out here. It's pretty cool being able to see it. We believe that there's something special that God has for you today because he's bringing people from America, from Kiev, from Peru, all different people, but we all believe in Christ Jesus. All of us here, we're all brothers and sisters, even though we're from different countries, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Lord, we ask that your peace would be upon this house, that there would be health and healing over Maria, and Lord, we thank you for your protection and the power of the Holy Spirit upon this place.
2: And Lord,
0: we give you all glory and praise in the name of Jesus.
2: Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen.
0: in the summer?
1: It's pretty incredible to witness these old women that kind of have nowhere else to go and they're forced to live in these radioactive areas so it's pretty incredible to come here and see this see this way of life it's a very very harsh existence but somehow they manage a life here
0: life inside the zone is difficult for those who have no one we experience this day after day as we continue to minister well, we pray this in the name of Jesus we spoke in churches God, more made house calls and saw the desperation of the region In the word it says, God comforts us in all of our tribulations, so that we are able to comfort those in any affliction. Now, after days of moving through the radiation zone, our fears of the dangers fell away, and our motivation increased to reach every person in the region. On the last day of our ministry, we traveled as far as the Belarus border, where we were told one elderly couple still lived in an abandoned village, isolated from the outside. What's their names? Ivan. Ivan. Ivan, Ivanovich. Maria. 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 It's beautiful. Ivan and Maria. Ivan and Maria. And I'm Timothy. Timothy. And William. And William. These are the kitty cats.
2: Yeah. It's, it's really.
0: Now, the visitors have been less, though, because they've closed the zone, right? So they just stay here, basically, on their own? Do they have any church or any other, like, organization they, they can, like, a church they can go to? Uh, religion in the Soviet Union was... Outlawed? ...was forbidden. Did they? Um, so the people even here, they couldn't go to the Orthodox Church or any church whatsoever? And during the Soviet power, all these churches were almost gone. Tell them thank you for letting us talk to them. It's very nice to hear them. We want to, because we really like to come visit people who don't get visitors sometimes. And tell them that we've come all the way from America, so I believe that God has a good meeting for us today because God loves you and He cares for you. да. So we'd we'd like to tell you about a relationship with Jesus and the message that we speak is that Jesus came to the earth, he died for our sins and he says all who come unto me shall have everlasting life and it says the, the way that we come unto Jesus is through faith by believing in our heart ah, that's if you feel like there's any sin in your life and you want forgiveness of sin all you have to say is Jesus forgive me of my sins wash me clean with your blood come into my heart and he will live with you forever and give you an eternal kingdom to come And that's how simple the gospel is. It says in the Bible, it says if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth, you'll be saved. The gospel is never too far from anyone on earth, for God forgets no one. If we only seek him, we shall find him. And if we listen, he will be heard. Thank you, Lord, we just thank you for this time here. Lord, we ask that you bless this family. Lord, that your words would go forward, and Lord, that you would just keep them in all health, and that there would be a blessing upon this house and upon this place, Father. And Lord, that you do great work here, that you'd guide them, you'd protect them, you'd comfort them, and you'd bring many visitors to them. Lord, we thank you for your word. We give you all praise and glory, and we pray this in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. On our completion of the last journey in the zone, we took one final drive down the abandoned roads of Chernobyl and thought about the people we had seen and the stories we had heard. This was a land of the forgotten, a place of desolation. But even in such tribulation, we knew that God cared for those who had remained. Our prayer now was that others would come and preach the truth, life, and healing found in Him. For this is a land in need. This is Chernobyl. If you would like to receive a DVD of the episodes you've just seen, please go to traveltheroad.com or call 1-866-EXPLORE. Our mission at Traveler Road is to preach the gospel to all creation and encourage the church to be active in the Great Commission. The episodes we produce are with the sole aim to make an eternal difference and to inspire a new generation for missions. To find out more about the ministry of Traveler Road or to order from our catalog of DVDs, please visit us at traveltheroad.com. and together we can make a difference.